to Sobremesa, a podcast from our table to yours. Today's special guest is Katya Elise Clem. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you for having me. It feels very like, ooh, like jitters. Like I've been <laughs> nervous about it for a few days. Ooh, oh my no. God. Big fan. Oh, big, so fan big fan, big fan. Katya is a big friend of all of us, but she originally uh, met Viv first and foremost yeah. in high school. Mm-hmm. And now she's all for our homies. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Moved to Chicago. Got an instant group of friends. Period. It's yeah. easy. <laughs> yeah, it's there you go. Fun. That must be nice. I had to build it. Yes. <laughs> I just that got to take hers. I got to just <laughs> snatch back. mine. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is so cool that we're starting like a little like bestie series. We had Jen um, on, which was Jen Weatherly's best friend from high school. Now we have my best friend from high school. Yeah, I love Adorable. It. Um, yeah, we met. Uh, we went to Dr. Phillips High School together. Mm-hmm. Orlando, magnet. Florida, in the theater magnet. True 4276. Who wrong? But yeah, I actually, I remember thinking I saw you and uh, Bethany, mm. which is another one of our friends from school. Yeah. My uh, best friend from like our parents were best friends and all that. Yeah, and she went to our school too. Yeah. But I remember seeing you and Bethany together. Mm-hmm. at like the orientation or whatever and I was like oh no like people are already friends here <laughs> I was like crap like I'm gonna have to like nail all these friends and I thought you were like so cool like full of life boy was I wrong kidding <laughs> uh still friends with Bethany shouts out to her bestie um yeah we became friends like from proximity because you have to be friends when you're in a theater when you're like, like that. In, yeah. you're together like Closest literally from like 6 a.m to like 11 p.m. every single day yes so but I think we truly became like best friends like through like um that one scene we did together (laughs) one competition that I was like she's my best friend now I yeah (laughs) now we're like oh yes we're like and then we were were so (laughs) nervous to do it together that we like screwed it up royally the day (laughs) of the competition we realized that we were like five minutes over the allotted time I don't know why we didn't know that until the day of so that we we how do you not time your piece I don't know that's what I'm saying like I don't know how that an actor prepares I don't know that I will say that I remember like the rules of the competition like changed that year for a bunch of pieces but they had told us that so I don't know what happened point is we found that out like 30 minutes before and so we're like okay just speak really fast just say it really fast it doesn't yeah. matter just make sure we should have just been like oh let's just stop it at this natural point but we yeah. didn't mm. we were just like let's say it really fast or we should have just been like let's just get disqualified and just do what we rehearsed do the scene it was but really good it was good yeah. but yeah. then like we sucked because we were trying to like rush it and then we got kicked out like we got bad we it was bad anyway <laughs> we got, like, bad. We got, we got a, a bad score no we got a good oh. which for no like, no because bad isn't even a score in florida state thespians it's fair it's yeah. fair poor the poor, lowest one you poor. can we got a good Nobody ever gets a four. A poor score is only there to make you feel better when you get a fair. Yeah. So the yes. the, the, the scoring is never. the scoring is poor, never gotten a four. fair, good, excellent, and then superior. We were a superior Peter. school. If you got an excellent, it was kind of like a oh. As was my yeah. school. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, but we got a good. That was the embarrassing thing. Yeah. It Baby, was so humiliating. But the rehearsal period. You know what? At the end of the day, the rehearsals were so fun. We did it a play from, we did it from a scene from Stock. Stop, stop kiss mm-hmm. which is a play mm-hmm. on oh yes, yes we are. <laughs> um for the audience it's a play on like uh it talks about like violence against lesbians and like the public which is like a huge issue yeah. on its own and it was really like cool and self-explorative for myself 
and like to do it with my best friend before That's I even right. like really and knew that about myself was like okay interesting safe space safe. it was a safe space yeah. and and honestly we got a great friendship out of it we yeah. got a good score but a great a superior friendship Aww. Aww. so take that Florida State thespians <laughs> the buttons districts. don't mean anything yeah. anyway yeah. Really. but I did not keep that button I literally was like I can't get you oh get a good God. button I didn't think they'd give you one I think we got like something. I don't know. I don't know. It's okay. It's traumatic. We moved on. Okay. Anyways. Well, <laughs> we clearly let now. it go. Moving on. <laughs> um, so, Kanye, tell us a little bit about uh, how you identify okay. and a little bit about your culture um, being Latina. Yeah. Okay. So, my dad is Panamanian. He was born in Panama. He moved here when he was 11, I believe. I think he had, they like, my grandfather moved to Missouri for a little bit. My dad moved with them a little bit. So it was like from seven to 11, they were kind of back and forth a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but my dad is Panamanian. My mom is half Filipino, half white. And like my great grandfather on my dad's side is German. My name is Katia, which is like a Slavic Russian name. Mm-hmm. Um, it's because he was great he, because he was German. And he likes Russian names, I guess. So I have like a Fianinoska and a Vienka and an Akonzi oh, wow. and like, I don't know, we've got all kinds of weird names, but like, they're pretty. They're beautiful. Um, yeah, so then that's my like mix, Panamanian Filipino. And then of course, I'm just like an American mutt, if you will. Like, <laughs> um, I identify as Latina American. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just because I feel so American, I feel like we you've talked about this before on previous yeah. episodes and that's been like that's one of our topics of the of today, but like I felt like very American. I don't speak Spanish fluently. My family didn't really didn't really encourage us to speak Spanish like in the house and stuff because my dad when he moved got bullied a lot, like mm. like really badly when he first moved. Um, so I feel like they wanted us to speak really good English and we were very much just immersed. I went to private school, private Catholic school. So I was very just much immersed in Catholic, private, like proper American, like be, we, our goal was always like white picket fence, kids in uniforms, straight A's, church on Sundays, which we always did. Actually, my, my, um, a huge part of my bring, upbringing, my culture, like my like identity and all that comes from Catholicism. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely something that binds my like Filipino and Panamanian side because both my families on those both sides are Catholic, like strong Catholic. <laughs> um, my mom is a youth minister, works at a church. Shout out to St. Thomas Aquinas. <laughs> yeah. If anyone's watching, <laughs> I am a good person. Yeah, she um, is. Nothing but love here. Yeah, a <laughs> um, And it's, it's something that I struggle with like being being gay I guess because it's like so contradictory I guess um like being religious and being homosexual yeah or I identify as pansexual another one of my like identifying thingies um I don't like to like identify as a sexuality like word Mm. just because it's too um I have this thing with labels like it's too boxy right like so if I say I'm pansexual somebody's gonna assume that that means whatever they think it means and it might have discrepancies and stuff but I've found that pansexual is a word that I generally like don't have too many like beef too much beef <laughs> you're not being fair most people are like they're like oh okay she's pansexual she's okay 
Okay. Then you yeah. be like okay with that or like <laughs> like if you call someone you tell somebody you're bisexual or something and you have like the whole biracial problem mm-hmm. and it's yeah. like I don't want to and then you have like the trans issue with bisexual where it's like people are like oh well you wouldn't date a trans person and that's transphobic yeah. and it's like these are all just no. words that it's like yeah. it doesn't work like that it doesn't transfer yeah. over every single way and so and sexuality is so fluid and direct yeah. Yeah. in your life too like you can maybe that word works great for you now but who's to say yeah. in a year two exactly. years well that's years, the thing you like, keep exploring yourself and exactly. you never know who you're gonna meet and then you're gonna be like oh now i've told myself that i am this way and, yeah. and i like these type of people and yeah. now you can't now that's not available to you because you are or if it is now it's like a it's like a change in me mm-hmm. i'm like maybe yeah. not Exactly. Maybe not. Or yeah. maybe, but that, maybe that just means you're just changing, like, in general. Like, and that's yeah, great. Would have. Yeah, that's yeah. fabulous. Yeah. A lot of, yeah. um, actually, two of my girlfriend's best friends were, like, were, are, were identified as lesbians their entire life. So, like, since, like, kids, they were like, I know I'm gay, I'm a lesbian, whatever. And now both of their partners have transitioned, so now they are um, in heterosexual relationships with mm. men, you know? And it's yeah. like, life takes you in so many pathways that you yeah. have no idea so labeling yourself something like that and then making it a part of your identity is helpful in a lot of ways like like being latina like that's like mm-hmm. a word that we say and we like all kind of are like yeah this is a group of us like this whole podcast is celebrating like the our identity right our like our mm-hmm. group that brings us together but then also sometimes it can be like a, a separator, a, a box that you put yourself into yeah. that you can't yeah. like spread out. It can be exclusionary. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And that's just like the power that you give to words and mm. you give to yourself and you have to like give yourself freedom and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, that's um that's how I did that's how I identify. <laughs> that's so funny that you say that because I feel like throughout the years that I've known you, um, and also knowing your family. It makes sense that you also feel this way because you are so part of being inclusive. Like I've gone mm-hmm. to so many parties at your house <laughs> where there's like 50 people and they're just like, oh yeah, well, we just know everybody. So we're just inviting everybody we know. Yeah. Love. And it's so funny. So I'm just like, who are these people? <laughs> but I've come to know them throughout the years of going to the <laughs> same like, like party. Yeah, seeing them like seven to 10 times throughout the years now. Yes. Um, so it makes sense. It's awesome that you're translating that to all parts of your life. You know, I think that's a big part of who you are is you always show everyone you love everyone. Yeah. So I think sweet. that is number one unifying uh, thing about being Catholic, which I think is hilarious because I think one of the reasons why I never doubted uh, why I had like zero hesitation over dating women was because I was taught so fervently in my entire life that like, God is love. Love is everybody. Everybody is deserving of love. Mm-hmm. Everybody is capable of loving. Everybody is on a journey towards love. Like my whole thing right now is like I'm in this swirling like young adult crisis mode at like all times. Mm-hmm. Um, Are we all though? Yeah, I'm like welcome yes. to your twenties <laughs> as like, young adults. Woo-hoo, yes. Thank God. Yeah. Um, but like something that like often is the only thing that like calms me down like brings me back to it is like I am on a journey towards love and that's all I know I know nothing no like my dad doesn't know anything better than me like in that situation like yeah nobody actually knows what they're doing you know Mm -hmm. so I figure as so long as I continue choosing love as like the answer whatever like I have a problem in front of me what's the most loving choice for me and for everyone around me like Keep doing that, and eventually I'll make it to the right spot, right? Yeah. Okay, that is so I think beautifully it's so beautiful. put. Yeah, I think it's so <laughs> like, beautiful that you tied the Catholicism into it as well, because I think it's so natural in this modern day and age to automatically assume those things are opposing. You know? Yeah, I mean? and I think there's so many 
it's it's crazy how the view of religion has changed so in the last maybe like 30 years or so yeah. but especially it's like since we've kind of grown up it feels so like jarring now yes to to be both identifying with a religion and then also be yourself really because there's yeah. a mistake you'll find in anything yeah but the whole point of god in whichever form in whichever yeah. way that you see it even if it's the universe is to lead with like light and love and to mm-hmm. lead towards forwardness and goodness mm-hmm. so if you keep doing that then yeah. you're in the favor of that person of that That's being true. of that person yeah. of jesus of god of you see the, universe, the universe however you see powers it. karma yeah, yeah. whatever you believe in yeah mother earth mother earth I remember when I when I first told I never really came out as like I never was like I'm blank to my family like my grandma started seeing posts of me and Pam online and she like she had this video of me and like she came to my birthday party and then Pam came to my birthday party as well at some point or some sort of party whatever I you know I invite everybody in my family my grandma was at my 21st party when she went to the club with us like oh, no, yeah, absolutely. a little side note though <laughs> there was one party at Katya's house that she was like yeah the, the party is like super fancy everybody bring their super fancy clothes so we show up and then we were like how fancy she's like no like like, like gala prom. like prom she's like wear your dresses. old prom dresses so we show up in our old prom dresses and then and then we get there and everyone's like in jeans okay this but is- then we're the only ones and then <laughs> katya comes out in like her prom dress but we're like the only ones she told that to. that is not the facts actually for the record for the record Tell hear the record. this um my brothers it was a white christmas party right we were having like a fancy white christmas party we had snowflakes everywhere i was like it's a formal event everyone has to like dress up like no white christmas and then my brother told his entire his girlfriend's entire family to come in white so they all just like wore white (laughs) shirts jeans pants like they just like were not but I wanted it to be like a formal dress up of it. But it doesn't matter. So I then we up. show up. We had clashing. Yeah, yeah. but then we're clashing like, ideas. Yeah, but then <laughs> we're because we get there, we're like, well, okay, at least everyone's going to be wearing this. <laughs> we look like freaking fools. Anyway, I love dressing up. I love it. Yeah. I'll do it any day of the week. Regardless nothing. of that. Back she to, is a Leo. Yeah, she is a Leo, if you can't tell. <laughs> um, um, back to your grandmother, my abuela, and uh, Pamela. Oh, yes. So she was, like, going through and being like, uh, did they kiss in this video? I can't tell. It cut off too soon. And so she, she <laughs> talked to me, and she was like, are you gay? And we did have the conversation, and that was an interesting and a kind of hard one because because I knew she would be uncomfortable with it, obviously. Yeah. That's, I didn't really, like, candidly go up to her and be like, because my abuelita and I are, like, notoriously, like, best friends. My dad and my abuela are, like, best friends, and I would hang out with my abuelita all the time. She would, like, pick me up, go to the movies. She'd buy me those little erasers that are, like, mm. shaped like burgers and yeah. stuff like that. I have so many yeah. of those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> abuelita, I'm so sorry I let you spend money on all that because it's literally in a box. <laughs> yeah, it's garbage. Um, um, but, like, having that conversation was weird because she was, like, uh, she wasn't, like, there. she was... She was like, I know that you are a good person and that you love her. And I know that you are a loving person and you're doing this because, because you are so nice and inclusive and like, like you just like are a good person. And I know that you're seeing the best in this person and that's why you want to be with them. And I was like, I was like, oh yeah. I was like, yeah. yeah you get yeah. me, girl. I was like, yeah, you're In here. fact, yes, I was, yeah. I was like, yes, good. Yeah. Yes, thanks, I was like, I didn't even have to say it. You said it for me. I don't have to say nothing. Yeah. And then, and then of course, she was like, but you have to like pray to God and help him, like, like, you know, <laughs> like stay away from like the devil and temptation and all of that. And it's like, 
damn because there's kind of nothing i can do to just damn yeah because because she knows i'm a good person she knows i'm the same person i've always been i'm not like i'm not like making crazy choices for like some random whims like no this is like true to my foundation of who i am that i built with my family with god like, I think I have a very good relationship. Like, I prayed before this interview. I said in the bathroom, I put on my lipstick, my lip gloss, and I said, God, use me and say the words that you know I need to say to hear to help somebody, to help myself, or to heal the ladies around me, whatever. And, like, wow. that is all, that all comes from the, from religion, my grandparents, and, like, those people putting that all together. And so it all envelopes into the same, like, bag of, like, bag of marbles that I yeah there's not one pocket of you that's different from that yeah no and it all stems for the same she knows that and so and she met Pam she likes Pam before she knew that we made out and stuff but like (laughs) what (laughs) oh my god we're gonna have to end the interview make out (laughs) my god whoa I'm in love with her it's crazy oh my god (laughs) on the real though we love love they are so cute no they're so they're a very sweet couple honestly yeah it's so sweet it's very fun it's very fun being in a relationship she is also um a latina woman she's puerto rican her family's puerto rican to the t we're all kind of in the same boat it's an interesting um it's an interesting like being gay in a latino family because um i'm not gonna out anybody in my family but there are several of my family members who are closeted right Mm -hmm. and like we talk about it and it's like kind of weird because we don't get to be just like out and like happy about it because it always dampers the mood, but it's yeah. also not like we're never going to get disowned. Like I know that's not the case for a lot of other families and a lot of other people and individuals who have genuinely been like completely disowned by their family. I will never, my my mom's mom will never see this podcast. Um, she will never know that I'm gay because she will disown me. She's my Filipino grandma and that's just like she like it adds the layer of like she thinks that she her eternal soul is going to be at stake if her offspring are not following god's laws whatever so like that's rough but like at least with my with my panamanian family i know i'm not going to get disowned like there's no option for that like i'm not allowed to leave the family like if i wanted to be like no i can't do that i'm gonna live my like no, that's not allowed. That's not how it works. Yeah. yeah. You're in the family. Anything you You're do. in the family. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Family is tight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I have an older brother and I have like eight cousins or something like that. I'm the oldest female sibling, which mm-hmm. means I have the most responsibility, but also I'm not the most don't have the most responsibility, I guess. Like, um, I'm the one who has to sit in the back with the two cousins with the two baby cousins because mm-hmm. I'm the most responsible adult one that can take the sacrifices for everybody but also i'm not the one that gets to like i don't know go on the liquor run i'm the one who does the dishes you know yeah, yeah. it's I the mean, same yeah. for me where it's like uh, yeah you get to prepare the meal but not set the table yeah and but, like uh, yeah we'll ask you what you want to put on the playlist but you still have to like do all the things to like yeah. prepare for the event and like host without uh having all the fun easy parts of like let me just sit on the couch and like add a billion songs to this no it's like do i have like my only child i'm like yes you do i do protest i do not always do the dishes when i'm asked and i definitely am constantly yelling at my cousins and making like yeah as you should no i'm definitely like the overly sensitive annoying like one that's like always yelling at the boys Mm -hmm. always yelling at the boys for like saying hi to women and I'm like don't say hi to girls outside of Target by themselves when you're rolling up in a huge Cadillac and roll the windows down just yeah. to say hi yeah, that's, that's weird that's asshole that's don't just... say well don't say hi to well okay 
But I actually got yelled about this earlier today because my mom was saying hi to my neighbor. Uh, she gave her some arroz con pollo, and it actually turns out that my neighbor's super nice and also has a podcast, which is super cool. So yeah, so hey, Michaela. (laughs) But I was like, I was like, do you know your neighbor? And I was like, I don't know anyone. I don't talk to anyone. And she's like, why? Because I was like, I don't like talking to people. I don't like talking to strangers. Like, I like talking to friends. I like talking to strangers when it's set up, right? Like, maybe at, like, a bar where you meet someone cool or, like, at an event. But, like, just talking to people, like, outside of Target or in line or, like, so I, th- I hate no. that. If I have a mission. Don't do that. I'm here to accomplish my mission. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I'm to check if my I'm, boxes. like, in an Uber, oh, my God. If that driver well, talks to me, I. Well, sometimes oh, it's a nice on. conversation. No. Depends on the situation. You're so much nicer than me. <laughs> ah, no. You see, like, <laughs> the second they're Latino, though, they suss it out so quick. And they're yeah. like, yeah. yeah. So they're like, like oh, I know. I know. But then that's when I get extra upset because I'm I cannot oh, avoid this. I can't avoid this. I do it to myself, though, because whenever I hear someone with, like, a Latin accent, I can tell they're struggling. Part of me is like, okay, well, let me try to help them. Hmm. Practice. So, because sometimes my mom gets super frustrated mm-hmm. when, like, someone just automatically speaks to her in Spanish. She's like, I'm trying to speak English. <laughs> but then on the other half, when I do speak Spanish to them, they're like, ah, habla español. Thank God. And then uh-huh. they're like, blah, 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 blah. I'm uh-huh. like, all yeah. right. Yeah. Now yeah. we're going to be talking this whole Uber ride. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind chatting with an Uber. Depends uh-huh. on the situation. I enjoy it. I, you know, actually, every Uber that I've gotten from the airport in Chicago has given me a fascinating fact about <laughs> Chicago on the way home. I love that. The I church that. I went to Easter Mass at was like a huge, incredible cathedral that I never would have gone to. So if it wasn't for, for the Uber So chat with your Uber drivers, yeah. They gave me a great recommendation yeah. on a seafood restaurant. <laughs> I have to try it out. Yeah. We haven't gone yet. I haven't gone. I know. Yelled, to go. should, like, but that was also my Uber more. driver that was like, oh, so I was like, he was like, where are you from? And I was like, oh, Venezuela. And he goes, oh. Oh my god, I'm so surprised. I was like, why? He's like, because all the pretty Venezuelan girls are still in Venezuela. I said, oh. <laughs> That's <Okay>. okay. um. <laughs> No, right? And that is part of me wanted to I laugh, and I was like, why would you say that? that and then another so part of me was like, wait, that's fucked up. That's yeah. rude. It's, it's kind of, you kind of, you're laughing. It was like a crying. chuckle where I was like, this is terrible. But I was still laughing because I was like, oh my god, how dare you? God. Anyway, back um, to Katya's life. Yes, absolutely. You <laughs> mentioned your beautiful family and your brother and all of that. I know mm-hmm. that something that I always think about is the fact that, like, being in the machismo world of, mm-hmm. like, being Latinx in the Latinx community, whatever, the patriarchy of Latinidad that yeah. we see so much in our culture. Mm-hmm. Like, how much difference did you sense growing up alongside your brother? So sure, to speak? yeah. Um, a lot, a lot, right? My brother is my big brother. I've definitely always What's been. What's the age gap? Um, he's twenty. Ooh, twenty. Twenty and six. Yeah. Okay. He's my one year younger than my girlfriend because my girlfriend's old as hell. Yeah, <laughs> so. Okay. Okay. That's, that's the exact same age gap that my. See, my brother is twenty seven, okay. and my boyfriend is. 28. Oh my gosh! Oh my god, how promiscuous. <laughs> that is exactly the same dynamic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he, he, I don't know, in in the house, we've always had to do things equally. I think that's one, that's one thing that's like a little different. Like, I was out there mowing the lawn, he was doing laundry, we were both doing dishes, like, there was no, there wasn't, everyone in the household is clean, cleaning and cooking and, well, nobody's my dad cooked. That's interesting that you didn't. Unfortunately. <laughs> oh, no. oh no! Actually, I'm sorry. He is a very good cook. Unfortunately yeah, for my say. dad, because he is a oh, tired okay. man who worked a lot, and oh, he would cook us dinner every night. And looking back on it, so like he would get, he'd be like, "Why is nothing clean?" He'd get home, <laughs> and now I get home, and I'm like, 
God, nothing's clean. And then I'm like, last night. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> looking at my room like, close, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Twitter meme. It's a Twitter meme. Damn, you should have taken credit for that because that one got me. Uh, <laughs> he would cook dinner, and I was like, and now me being after work, like I never want to cook dinner after work. But yeah, um, yeah. But, but that's interesting that you guys did the same chores because, like, I think of like my own big brother. I typically grew up just me and Carlos in the house. My sister's mm. way older, so she was out of there by the time I was doing chores. Yep. And. Um, <laughs> I remember, like, always being like, it's so unfair that Carlos always gets to sit in the front seat and do all this stuff and be me, 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 because he's a boy and he's older. Like, he could have sleepovers. I could never uh, even um, think about having a sleepover as a kid. At like, your place or at their place? Anybody could, sleep at, anybody could sleep at my house. Yeah. I could not sleep anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Like, but nobody wants to sleep rules. at your house when your parents make exactly. you leave the door open. Exactly. You don't got any sugary snacks. Exactly. Oh, yeah. So, like, I'll say one thing, though. Now, like, now that I'm older, now I'm like, okay, but you can't be letting your kid be sleeping at anybody's house. I get, house. It. I get it, I get it, but like it, yeah. it made me sad. But basically, mm-hmm. like all of our chores growing up, I remember like thinking that was the only time that I was like happy to be in my situation. Because, like, <laughs> yeah, I remember like growing up in Rhode Island, like my brother would be out there for hours plowing snow and like yeah. breaking his back and doing like this whole driveway, and I'm like in the kitchen doing dishes. Like these are it's my chores. Here. Uh, I'm like yeah. watching him out the window. Yeah, and I'm, you're like, like popping the. I'm happy movie. for. Right now, yeah. Yeah. See, um, that is when I was upset that I didn't have a brother because, yeah, it's just uh, it's me and my younger you, sister. Baby. It was always me and <laughs> the older sister, the older sister. But it was mm. all it was like me and Casey always had like we always like rotated chores. It mm. wasn't like oh, like she had her special stuff. We found like our stuff. We were like, I want to do this because I don't want to do that. So yeah. you take that, <laughs> I'll take this. Oh my god, divide and conquer. Divide and conquer. Yes, but yeah, it was the shoveling snow for me because you know in Illinois it's just the it's the worst. You didn't oh have my to do gosh. that. Yeah. I grew up in Florida, so it was the the June boarding um, up the house. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> and mowing. God, versus, I haven't done that in so long. Uh, you have to mow the lawn, then you have to edge the lawn, then you have yeah. to blow the lawn, then you have to sweep the sidewalk. Right. Yes. Doing that in July is like I would be sobbing. I would like have like heat hives. I'd be like, (laughs) I'd be like, this is literally, and I had to do it. And we also had my grandparents have a rental property, and my dad had our first like our first childhood home is a rental property. So we were every summer we were painting the house, doing all of the maintenance, whatever. So uh, I did not get the uh, long straw on that one ever. We all had to do it, but I also always had to do the dishes and like. Uh, the sewing for some reason my grandma taught me how to sew so I have to be the one fixing all the, the buttons and stuff mm-hmm. like that I would do them badly sometimes sometimes on purpose sometimes not there's a jacket yeah. that my dad has that the button is super crooked um, and I just did that because <laughs> I had to do it super fast and he was really annoyed that I wasn't doing it and See? The perks of oh, being well. an only child is that you almost <laughs> never do chores. Not as many chores as you, not as many people in the house. When I did do chores, I just did them. It wouldn't take as long because not as many people in the house. Not yeah. as many things to do. <laughs> and whenever I had to do a lot of things that were hard, I'd just do them badly. And so then they'd be like, ugh, you don't know how to do it. We'll just do it. <laughs> I <time>. wish my, <laughs> my parents would literally <laughs> sit me down and be like, this is how you're doing this. And you better figure it out because yeah. I'm not helping you. <laughs> Like that seems I, like very much your dad's they, those, yeah, That's yeah. my parents. My my mom and my dad, they're both yeah. like very like, it is uh, what it is. <laughs> it is what people, it is. You're going to figure it I out. I know people who like legit didn't do their laundry until they like moved out. No. Okay. I was doing I was my own laundry that. at like 12. I, yeah. my parents literally taught me, she, my mom made me and my sister learn how to do our own laundry. I was like eight. 
do it. Yeah. I've all, literally always done my own laundry. And yeah. I I wanted to ask you guys, when did you start doing chores? I think that is like the great divide between okay. like, between communities of color. Like, <laughs> I remember chores, chores being always a part of the thing. Like, I remember being like really, really little, and like my chores were like setting the table. Like, yeah, my sure. mom oh yeah. All the play- like, it yeah. starts off very, very small, but yeah. then yeah. you slowly get more and more responsibility. You get more responsibility. Yeah. yeah, but I can't remember a time where I didn't. Do things I would always set the table and stuff. I never had, I always thought it was weird. This is like a big thing with like Amer- moving to America that I thought was really weird is that you'd go to like your friend's house and they'd have like chores for the week or like a <laughs> oh, weekly yeah. planner like yeah. on their board <laughs> of the kitchen. Mm-hmm. As if we're all roommates. The kings of that. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, it is though. Literally. And I always thought that was so weird. Like yeah. I remember like going to my friend Megan's house. I grew up with her. I love her. Um, but she, they had like chores that they had to do where it's like so-and-so and then they would rotate them. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was so weird. Yeah. And now I'm like, wow. Okay. Because now people do it. Like, obviously it's like a part of like American childhood and yeah. also just like roommates in general. People do that. Yeah. I just thought that oh. was so, I was like dumbfounded. Yeah. yeah. In the family. What? Yeah. 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 No, my dad really tried very hard but to that's get good, us to though. like, yeah. But when you do seven chores already. You already have all these chores. Now you got to add. Now you have to clean out the shed. You have to do the, the mm-hmm. fix the thing in the back porch. <laughs> Our like, do you actually, though? You don't. You'll be fine if you live with a broken shed. Yeah. <laughs> but no. my mentality. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's my mentality. There was always a that's project. Uh, me as a parent, I'm going to be like, oh, it's fine. <laughs> no, but you can't do that. You have to. You have to. Oh, you got to. I don't know. I'll just be like, no. <laughs> I don't know. Um, maybe I won't even have a shed because that just seems like already. Yeah, yeah maybe yeah, you shouldn't yeah, get a shed. Don't yeah. get a shed. I don't want a shed. I want a property where a shed is not needed. Great. I'd like a shed. So we'll make it happen. Cut I put all that. my tools in there. I don't need tools. I don't need any of that. It's already all fixed. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. You have somebody for that. Yeah, yeah, I have somebody for that. Uh, <laughs> I, we always did everything ourselves and we always did it all together. Like my grandma has a rental property she's trying to sell right now. Now, my uncle, my dad, she's always yelling at my dad and my uncle that they need to be helping out at the Chipola house more. It never stops. It never stops. They never got a break, so I never get a break. But I moved to Chicago. So, so I now you get a break. Yeah. So now I get a break. So now they got to figure it out. You're still moving out. So I have a question. So how do you feel that being like half Panamanian and half Asian because you're Filipino too mm-hmm. and I know you're really close with your Lola mm-hmm. and your aunt mm-hmm. um so you're pretty close to both sides of your family how do you feel like those two have like coincided is there any time that those two cultures conflict is there one that you relate to more or how have you been able to find that yeah mix? um okay so they definitely uh, like come together in the Catholicism right mm-hmm. you yeah. know classic baseline um conflicting I guess not really they're both like they're kind of the same as far as like rules go boys girls all that stuff like feeling the same about like sexuality um I guess in both of my cultures I guess I feel like very much that like Filipino American uh versus just like the Filipino right because like I know a lot of the recipes right the classic like Lumpia, pancit, and like ensimadas and whatever. We all have like our yeah. things that we know how to cook. Arroz con pollo, sancocho, like whatever. Yeah. But um, but as far as like, I don't know the language. I 
like this like the holiday celebrations like there's Simbangabi during Christmas for the Filipino people and it's like I don't really know everything about that I know like like the tilly cling and the dance and like I we go to like weddings and we wore like kimonos with like the butterfly sleeves and everything like that Aww, so like so sweet. it's nice but I always feel like a one level of removal like that like mm. watered down Americanism I guess which is like makes me sad but also I don't know I'm kind of coming into it as a person like figuring it out um I think moving helped me like give myself space to like discover that because I know my fam, like my grandmother um like she worked really hard to not have an accent at all. Like she, mm. she didn't speak any English growing up and stuff like that. They taught her English in nursing school as well. When she started, like she like begged and begged and begged and begged her dad to send her to nursing school um, because her older sister like got married really young, like eloped. And so then her, my great grandfather was like, we're not going to send you to school because you have these daughters they had three daughters and they were like they just get they just get married to assholes anyway so what are we gonna do spend all this money on (laughs) yes i mean well my my um my grandmother's older sister married a man and he was physically abusive so Mm -hmm. she was kicked out of the house for a while abused and then not able to come home for a while like a long time and then ultimately he died and I think my grandma paid for his funeral it was a whole mess anyway she begged to go to I know it's you know actually my life is kind of crazy my grandparents have crazy (laughs) shit going on oh sorry yes um (laughs) and um I lost my train of thought um so she oh so she worked really hard to not have an accent and things like that so like not that you take out your culture but she tried to like very much keep like keep, assimilate yeah assimilate get really good at being american basically yeah. like mm-hmm. stop not lose the accent you know wear the wear the clothes that like are like you know simple fits in doesn't stand out get it get it together westernize you yeah. know just like assimilate really well so now that she's older do you feel a shift in that or do you think that she still kind of is in that world um i think that she cares a little bit less like she doesn't dye her hair anymore she also like is really old now she's 86 started like she has cancer so now she's like really now she's just old so like it doesn't actually like those things don't matter um but no i feel like she came to america became american and was like i'm an american and i'm doing this and like, she used to speak a lot of Tagalog with her sister, but since her sister died, she doesn't talk to anybody in Filipino anymore. So it's mm-hmm. like, so now my grandmother who grew up there is, like, sometimes stumbling on words and stuff. So it's like, whoa. That's crazy. Yeah, right? And so now I'm like, okay, so what do I do with that? How much of my Filipino identity do I claim? And how much do I, like, what, like, how how do I function in that, right? Same with my Latina identity. It's like, how do I... How do I be like, I'm Panamanian when I, like, I never really learned the baile typical, which is like with the long skirts and like, you know, that, that's, that's, not, that's not stuff that I did a lot of in my youth. Right. And so like, I always think like, oh, when you're a kid and your parents are doing that with you when you're a baby and you grow up around it, that, that you get to claim that, you yeah. know? Um, but now I guess I just kind of like celebrate it for what it is and like, and like know that it, know that that's something that my, not my people, but like where I came from, these are things that people that that came before me cherished and, and cultivated for me, right? For mm-hmm. us to learn and to learn from. So, like, I still have my molas on the wall, and I probably am, like, 
that's a Panamanian mola. And like, I don't know how to make a mola. I don't know who made that mola. It could be just like a souvenir from some random girl. Right. But like, it's something that shows off what my culture thinks was important enough to like actually make. And so I am proud of it and love it. And, yeah. and, um, that's a journey that I'm like currently finding. Right. It's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to, um, once we are living in the States and I, I know that I did this once I got older because obviously I came as an immigrant, but then I had to like jump in like literally with American kids. So I was like, I have to be American. I have no choice. Like mm. I literally don't have a choice because I'm going to get bullied out here. You got to survive public school. You got to survive period mm. out there. So then, but then once I got a little older, I was like, wait, no, but I missed these things about myself that I did. Cause mm. I did do the like little by this and I did do the blah, blah, blah. But then you have to, so you put so much pressure on yourself when I meet like, other Venezuelans who, like, maybe didn't feel that need. Maybe, mm. like, Venezuelans who, like, grew up in, like, Miami or something where there were a lot of more people in their, like, world that mm-hmm. they didn't feel like they needed to. They just kind of became American at their own pace and whatever yeah. that meant in that moment in that community. Yeah. But I think that we put a lot of pressure on ourselves. Like, well, I don't know the language or I don't know the dance. I don't know how to make this dish. I don't know how to – but then you remember that, like, my cousin doesn't know how to make a freaking quilt. Like, <laughs> yeah. modern day... I mean, don't get me wrong. These are things that they did do the little dances when they were kids. They did learn... It's just, like, how we do little American things here. Like, yeah. we say yeah. the national anthem, but not like we're getting up every single day to say the national anthem still. Yeah. We don't have to put this pressure on ourselves <laughs> of, like, now I'm going to put on the most, like, playera. I'm going <laughs> to freaking carry a freaking, like, conga line with me all the yeah. time. Basket on my head, and I'm gonna be the most Latin person that ever yeah. walked through these doors. Yeah. Like, we don't have to do that because no. that's not realistic, even right. to them. Correct. Yes. And that yes. doesn't yes. make you Latina. I think, like, though, I think the things that make me Latina are like my family values, right? Like, yeah. my the food that I eat, the way that I, the way that I don't know, the, the way, that, way you that I love. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think all of those things are more important than making sure I ha- know how to part my hair correctly. But I also like am interested in no, those details. No, but that's fun and nation and of course and also fun. as much part of the culture as yeah. But at the end of the day, else. there are little kids, little girls, little people growing up in Panama who love Jojo Siwa. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, there Let's are they exist. Icon. They exist. I am an actual sure. queer icon. An exactly. So like we just put this pressure on ourselves because we feel this like sense of detachment or that mm-hmm. we want to reconnect, but that can be on your own terms. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. have to be in any specific way. Like, and you find helps what you. translates yeah. and what you can translate to your descendants. Yeah. You can yeah. see what you love and then th- so forth and so on. Because even if you were have grown up in the country, which of course would make you unapologetically of that culture, yes. you would value the things that you were taught. Yeah. Of course. Whatever that means. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. So uh, give us a little bit of your, your journey to Chicago. Ah, uh, yes. Your yes. Yeah. Yeah. artistic journey. Yes. As an yes. artist yes. in the city. Um, I struggle calling myself an artist and, like, figuring all that out. I was going to go to school for acting. Didn't go to school for acting because that shit is expensive. That and you're telling us, honey. Terrified of debt. Terrified of debt. I don't blame you. Can't blame you. I, it I is just terrifying. can't bring myself <laughs> to, terrifying. like, get into debt to go to acting school, to... Uh, 
but I think it's really cool and I really wanted to, but I didn't. Anyway, I you like, never have to go to school to be an artist and don't let anyone tell you that you do. Yeah. Absolutely. And then me figuring out that I could possibly call myself an artist without being like, yeah, I went to Sayak or like something like that because I want to. And that's kind of like the, the, like the checklist I put on myself uh, to be like, okay, now I can call myself an artist after I've gone to school for it and mm-hmm. done. So I'm on my personal journey to calling myself an artist by myself, just as I am. Mm-hmm. I made myself a little Instagram, terrifying, which is silly we'll because it. it's just an Instagram. Um, but I do small things. I do collages. I like taking photos of my friends and family, mm-hmm. mostly because um, my family is obsessed with taking pictures. For some reason, my house has always been covered in pictures. Mm-hmm. That's something, I don't know, my, my cousins and my uncles and stuff that we all have, my cousins are kind of all like one year after another. So like mm. for a period of time, it was like kids hanging out on the weekend, every weekend, bring your aunts and uncles and all the cousins are going to go do something random and there will be pictures taken. Um, so that. like, that's just like, I just love that energy, that like cherishing of moments of like with those people. Because you don't choose your family, right? Your family yeah. just, like, happens to be your family. And, like, and sometimes you don't like them, but it doesn't matter because you are family. And you, you love these them. are the people yeah. that you are Well, you're creating given. at least some memories with them. Correct. Yeah. And, like, no matter what, even if in moments you're like, ah, oh, you're annoying or ah, oh, you did this, it's like, it doesn't matter because you're learning together at, a, at whatever pace that is, you're learning yeah. together. And that's... Yeah interesting because you, you get really a, a mixed bag of people in a family you know? oh yeah. yeah yeah can't choose um, a family no but unless it's your chosen family why of yes. course but of course um, yeah. and then i i moved which was really weird for my family because i have always been um called like the glue of the family mm. for example like the cousins were messing around. I was the one getting everyone into the car. Like, I'm as equally as, like, chaotic as I am, like, the responsible one, I guess. Yeah. For, like, it, like, if my brother was messing around in Costco or something, we were, like, on the way out, my parents would be like, we're leaving, Chris. And I'd be like, no, you can't <laughs> leave my brother. And, like, <laughs> like I would literally, like, I was literally, like, had hissy fits before. And, like, just trying to keep everybody, like, I'm always kind of, like, the liaison. And, like, when the uncles are beefing or, mm-hmm. like, when my... Like, my parents are beefing, which is not healthy, I will say, which is not healthy all the time to be the one being like, well, think about it this way for this person, or think about it this way for, mm-hmm. it's exhausting sometimes. Um, which is one of the reasons that I that I left, not to say, like, not because I'm like, I had to leave because my family was so no. awful. I needed my own space to, like, figure myself out, and my family wasn't able to give me that space and that's just like how can they once the dynamic is built in that way it's hard to let go of that for both you and them i think even if they had been like we're releasing you of this responsibility you wouldn't have been able to release yourself of it not knowing not being there at least yeah not being there still like i call and like sometimes like before i moved when covid happened my grandfather was dying my grandmother just got diagnosed with cancer and i was like planning on leaving and COVID was happening. So I was like, oh my God, should I just stay home? And I went to both of my grandmothers and I was like, do you need me to stay in Orlando to continue being here for you in this time period for you? Yeah. Like, not because this is the choice that I would make for myself, by myself, just because, but I will choose my family right now. If that's what you're telling me you need. And both of them very tearfully were like, thank you for asking. This is important to me, but no, I want you to go live your own journey. Even after that, I was like, I was like, 
on. And I remember I, we met up and I was like, yeah. so what's the deal? Because yeah. at that point, I just selfish for my own reason. I was like, why would I even leave as well? Like, just for me, I was like, why would I pay rent yeah. for a year? But I was like, no, let's do it. But I had asked you, I was like, do you want to do it no, yeah. still? I have um, been planning on moving out of Orlando for like years, like four years, since like 2016, because that's when I graduated college and that's when everyone was leaving Orlando. And then graduated high school. Yeah. High school. What yeah. did I say? Or college. college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, graduated yeah. high school, and then I was like, yeah, we're all going to go out into the country and be acting majors and be <laughs> Go out into the country? Yeah. Across the, the, the country. Oh, okay. I was like, I thought you meant like the countryside. I was like, where are we going? Cottage core vibes. Yeah, cottage core college vibes. And then I never left, and I just stayed home, and I worked really hard. I worked in theaters, and I worked at Universal, which I loved. Looking back on it, I'm like, that was so much fun and I hate working at the UPS store um (laughs) but but um but like leaving home and like getting to actually like suss out my own like situation and think about myself and like take care of my own dishes and my own things it's you feel definitely very guilty for like leaving because I know that like who's doing the dishes at home every night because Chris isn't doing them well He's probably doing them very begrudgingly. And, um, <laughs> Shout out to you, Chris. Yeah, yeah, come on, do the dishes. <laughs> the first time when nobody asks. Um, yeah. But, <laughs> but it's, like, hard. It's, like, it's hard to do those things for myself and realizing, like, how much of the slack I was picking up in my own household. Right. Like, I told my parents that one time, like, they were yelling at, yelling at me, but they were, like, fussing at me about doing something. And I was like, oh, and I'm out of here. What, what are you going to do? Who's yeah. going to do this and this and this? And how are you going to do that? Because I do all those things. I don't even do that much stuff. I do a lot. I don't know. Cleaning my house felt, felt like a full-time job. Yeah. yeah. Like, being home felt like so, an obligation that I made just because I lived there or something yeah. like that. And so you take that away and you're like, oh, I'm I'm released of that. But it's always like, well, what responsibilities am I not taking care of? So it's a little mm-hmm. guilty, but very freeing. And now I get to, like, think about my life trajectory and actually come up with that like yeah. lead with love idea like pick love and I'll end up in the right spot like I got to actually like peace not peacefully but like not peacefully but like come to that conclusion eventually for myself like actually be like okay that's that's how I'm gonna do it I'm not gonna like be like dad what should I do about this and then him tell me and then me be like uncomfortable with that idea and not want to get my real estate license and then invest for stocks and work my ass off for eight years to make a million dollars and then never have to work again, which sounds like a cool plan. But like, I don't know if that's going to be my, I don't know if me choosing love is going to lead me to exactly that. Yeah. yeah fair. Um, but at least now I have the space and time to think about it without having to make sure that on Saturday I'm going to my grandma's to mobile lawn at the rental property and then go to the, so, but it's like, who's doing that now? Mm-hmm. But I also have like so many cousins that are in that state They'll be fine. But then you have to you have to think about it as an adult, because we're part of we're in communal households, which are a lot of Latin households, a lot of people of color households. You're part of this like collective build, right? Mm-hmm. We're all building. We're all making sure that we're all okay. But as an adult, once you become a free thinker, the mm-hmm. only way that you can really help build that community is if you do well for yourself. Yeah both mentally and physically like you like at the end of the day you can do the physical attributes to try to hold everyone together but no one's here forever yeah you have to be your best self and then you can help your parents because at the end of the day your parents knew a life before you somebody did their dishes before you were there (laughs) and now you're there so there's less you're not there so not only are they gonna have to find a way for them to do more dish or like to do the dishes but 
some there's less dishes. Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. There's less commotion, which means that there's more room for growth. There's more, you know what I mean? I think yes. it is so important to leave the place where you're from, even for a time. Yeah. I yeah. agree. You could be from New York City. You could be from middle of nowhere, Iowa. You could be from China. You could be from wherever. <laughs> leave where you're from leave for where a time. You're from. <laughs> it's important for your growth there. Are things, I, I think my relationship with my parents have gotten so much better. I like, mm-hmm. I don't, I will never call them enough. I could call them every single day and it'll never be enough, but I don't call them enough because I call them like, twice a month um but like we all struggle we all find a way it's It's only your first year out yeah exactly i I want me time i want to think about it you know but then i call my parents and i'm like okay i can actually hear about what's going on in your lives and be like excited for your growth like my dad's on this whole like journey and like hear the news that's happening with like everybody you know the gossip the that she's making with everybody okay. my aunts and uncles and everybody going on who's getting COVID and whatnot <laughs> oh my and gosh. they all live in Florida so you know someone's got it so yeah. someone's very, always got COVID over there very 2020 of us Yikes. oh lord that's like Ooh, 2021 as an artist, what, what's your, what do you want your next step to be? We just did a shoot with Katia. Yes. That was very much a reflection of what she's been talking about. Having photos in your house, having very much a familial aspect. Mm-hmm. It'll drop on the website. Yeah. You'll yeah. see them. Keep your eyes yeah. excited. Keep your eyes Yeah, what's, what's your dream? Um, I guess, like, my grand vision of things, like, telling the whole world my vision, um, <laughs> is just to kind of, like, the more and more I reflect on, like, who I am and, like, what do I want to do? What do I want my art to be? Um, it's hard because I'm not like a talented painter. I'm not like the most eloquent speaker. I'm not a good writer, but those are all like my bad attitudes. So like, what am I good at? What are, what's easy for me, right? Loving people and connecting and whatever. So, and like acknowledging good, I have good taste, acknowledging, um, acknowledging thoughtfulness and acknowledging eloquence. Um, like, you know, you don't know a good teacher until you have a bad one. I'm yeah. not good at speaking, so I'm very, very like, wow, you know, you are saying something, and you're saying it pointedly and eloquently, and that's really impressive to me a lot. And so I, I have a lot of artists in my, like, in my, in my radar, <laughs> and that I'm like, you say something, even if you don't know that you're saying it, and you say something eloquently, and I think that's important. Right, I think we all have something to say. This is this is long winded, but it's gonna get there. Um, I think uh, my goal is to see and hear people and like put and like megaphone that. I guess mm. like my goal would be to have like a space and have a season with a with a topic and like gather artists together and say your work speaks to this to this topic. Love, which is like whatever or like um I don't know maybe like a theme a question a subject a something and like build a build an art show around that season if you will just kind of like like showcasing what what people have to say I guess I want to I want to let people speak their mind you know and let people tell their truth because that's how we learn to love each other more effectively is if we can hear somebody empathize with them and like acknowledge what they're saying is important and be like And giving them the access to do that, too. Yeah, Yeah. I think it's really important to, like, also acknowledge the fact that, like, there are, yes, artists that make physical things or Mm -hmm. they perform or they write or 
yeah. whatever like however a tangible thing a tangible mm-hmm. thing but like we do need the critics and we do need the curators and the directors mm. and like the, the producers peop- the producers the people who are behind the scenes like you need to have people who are the casting directors like who have the eye mm-hmm. for recognizing good art good talent absolutely yeah. the people who like have that it factor and i think <laughs> right. that and i know I, I, I genuinely <laughs> i genuinely think like you're one of those people like you have like a really good eye mm. for seeing the beauty and everything yeah and i think like that is very rare to find and so i think that like you are an artist you're a beautiful artist yeah and i think that like however you want to manifest navi- that, manifest yeah. navigate like no. that journey i think it's gonna be fine it's gonna be beautiful it's gonna be beautiful yeah ultimately i want to bring it back home like i always figured that i would end up in orlando i don't know like my dad literally on the phone was like most people die 30 miles from where they're born oh my god (laughs) well that's making me worry well i think my mom (laughs) that i want to die somewhere different (laughs) right but it's like i was born in venezuela so that'd be really hard for me to be that'd be quite quite a social change quite a a hero story i mean honestly if you end up dying in venezuela it's like all right, hurrah! <laughs> That's where you. Hopefully, it's for a good reason. In my sleep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Surrounded yeah, yeah, by yeah, friends, yeah. And family. <laughs> yeah. You were at her bed. Yeah, not on the streets, baby. <laughs> oh no, no. Literally. Me at eighty-seven, flying to your deathbed. <laughs> I will be out living all of these bitches. I know. That's I, fine with me. Oh yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> That's fine. With, listen, that's fine with me. Um, for a good time, that. not a long yeah, time. Yeah, I'm here for a good time. I'm here for a long time, not the longest. <laughs> I'm fine with that. I could be right in the we'll middle. We'll see how this goes. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll see how it goes. We got a while. We got a while. Right now. I eat well. I exercise. <laughs> I do my job. <laughs> I do what I got to do. So at least make it to 90. And I, I you know, Asian least. women outlive everyone. Mm-hmm. Asian oh, women outlive the world. I think I can do it. Both of my, well, oh. My great grandfather did just pass away, but he was like 104 or something like that. Oh, wow. All right, so yeah. you're in good standing. I got the genes. Very good. Yeah. yeah. My grandma's 89, but she's 88. I aged her. Oh, she's man. 88. I aged her. Fast forward. She's still kicking. Yeah. yeah. But I kind of hope that one day I can bring it back to Orlando and be like, currently I'm on this journey of like, I want to see all the art has to offer, like to see how things happen, whatever. And then hopefully one day I'll have a better understanding of how things work that I can bring it home and be like who are the artists that like there's this one photographer named Luis with a camera look him up on Instagram and for some reason I don't know what it is but the way that he takes pictures of Orlando make me feel like me riding my bike it so well yeah and like shameless plug to him because I I love his photography and I'll love it forever and he's the first person that I'm gonna be like hey do you want to show off what Orlando looks like to me yeah. in my heart? And, you know, like those kinds of things. I've already messaged him about it, so it is some <laughs> um, collaboration. Yes. Collaboration hey. on the on horizon. The horizon. But, like, one day once I, once I get some, like, I don't know, I have nothing under my belt, I guess. All I have is just, like, you have a hope shoot. and a dream. You have our shoot. shoot. Yeah, yes. exactly. The shoe was beautiful. The shoe was beautiful. Yeah. I'm I so think excited that, to drop I think that pictures. we... And I'm very guilty of this. We're all very guilty of this. And this mm. was our whole problem with like starting me letting that as it is. It's imposter syndrome is very, it, it is the number one pressing mm-hmm. thing because you can be given all these great things. You can be given all these great attributes, but the people who make it are the people that say that they can. Yeah. It's not the people that are the best. It's mm-hmm. the people that just yeah. believed that they could. So they did. I know? just saw this, um, 
this TikTok of like <laughs> I'm always on fucking TikTok. Our oh, TikTok know. queen or here know, referencing the TikTok. Literally. Yeah. Follow no, us on TikTok. Follow us on TikTok. Oh. Um but there is like this guy who he gives like he's like a TV script writer or something and he gives like advice to people trying to break into the industry of like writing like how you get your foot in the door, how mm-hmm. you like get to the level that he's at. And he's basically just saying like there at a certain point like you get to a level where like there's talent there's talented people in the room that are like exceedingly talented there Mm. are talented people who are like averagely talented who worked really hard and then there are people who are like why are you here you're not that good Mm. but they work so hard and like the thing that gets everyone in the door is grit if you don't have grit like if you're not willing to like pound that pavement or like just keep persisting with like believing in yourself and whatever you're doing then it's obviously not going to yeah. work but yeah. like you have to keep going yeah. and that's, that's the not... and that's the thing that like stands the test of time yeah, yeah. yeah. that's not to say you allow yourself to get mistreated though no because yeah. as yeah. artists we allow that too oh, that's, that's not true. that's yeah. know your work in a post 2020 world that's not cute yeah. anymore no don't do free work. We've been through way too much. <laughs> We've been through way too much. But yeah, you're, you what ever. you're saying about grit is so true. Yeah, well, it's just like you have to believe in yourself and like you have to be able to not like pull yourself up by your bootstraps, but like mm. have the resilience to like keep going mm-hmm. from believing in yourself of like, yeah. I know that this is something I need to be doing right now. Yeah. And, like, and that includes, I trust myself. That includes like being flexible to an extent as yeah. well. Yeah. Like, totally. Being totally like sure of who you honest are, with what yourself. you want to do, yeah. honest with yourself, but understanding when maybe I could do this as well. Take a chance on yourself. Yeah. Like, don't Surprise yourself. yourself either. Right. Like we're so much more capable than we give ourselves credit. Yeah. Exactly. I remember when our teacher, she <laughs> was saying how, um, I don't know if you guys remember this, but our, one of our teachers was saying how when she got divorced, she decided that everything that she didn't believe, her, like everything oh. that she knew about herself to be true, she just decided that that was no longer true. Mm. And so then she just tried all these things that she said, like, I always hated running. And then now I've ran like three marathons because I just told myself that I no longer hated running and I yeah. started to try it again. Or like, yeah. I told myself I hated these foods and then I just started eating them. And then now they're like some of my favorite foods or things like that. And mm. I think that as an artist, you have to move and malleate that as well. Like you wanted to go to acting school, but yeah. at the end of the day, you're not an actor, but that's okay. Now yeah. you've found so much more beauty in what you do. Correct. Which I is mean. bringing actors, bringing performers, artists of all kinds together. And yeah. that's yeah. really important. And like hearing what everyone has to say, even if you're not just, even if you're not acting. And yeah. Yeah. I'll do a casting call if I can. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Get into it. Yeah. That's the hardest part. I will say that that has been like a like a nail in my chest this entire, like even just making an Instagram for like, collages I was gonna go to acting school I've never I've never like I can't be like I'm a collage I'm a collage artist like I don't know but I did it and I made it and whatever think about a collage artist that's like (laughs) I went to collage school no obviously there's art school and that's very much like visual art mixed media that's very much a profession and there's beauty in that and obviously we went to art school too so I obviously know there's a lot of merit in going to school but you don't have to be go to school to be an artist. There's yeah. no one that, and I will tell you this, and I'm sure you guys agree with me because we all just got the sheet of paper. It's not like when they got the sheet of paper, they're like, you're now an actor. Congrats, Congrats. like, here's your yeah. Oscar. <laughs> like, that doesn't work. Know how that works. You're eligible for an Oscar now. No one sent no. me my Emmy yeah. invitation. No. Like, I'm no still waiting for it. No one's but letting even my when you, like, no. even when you get your equity card, it's not like they're like, all right, here's your Broadway contract, girl. Yeah. Like, nothing, no, baby, nothing yeah. of that ever yeah. comes. 
And even when you have people on Broadway, even when you have people that get up to daytime award shows, they a lot of the first timers, you always see them, they're like, I can't even, like, I can't even believe it. <laughs> you know yeah. It's like, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Ah, grit. You just gotta grit, have it, baby. You gotta have it. You gotta have it. it. Pedal to the metal. Believe in yourself. Ponte las pilas. Ponte las pilas. That's the one that I always try to monitor on myself. Ponte las pilas. All right, Katya Clem. We've gotten to the end of your story. Last question. The last question. Who wants to say it? Del Billy. So, Katya, what does mi Latinidad mean to you? Uh, well, my Latin identity, mi Latinidad, um, uh, it's uh, love. It's love, guys. I'm just loving uh, unconditionally, but uh, always pushing harder for the ones that you love, I guess. Uh, unconditionally, but not not stagnant love, I guess. It's always, my family has always pushed me to be a good person, always pushed me to follow God, always pushed me to follow my heart. Um, and I think I've done all those things and I'm still doing those things, trying at least, trying my hardest. It's hard, but I'm doing an okay job at it. I feel good about myself. I like love who I'm becoming, I guess. Um, and I think that's family, that's um, finding the joy in every moment that you can with the people that you love because life is short and we are not, um, I don't know, you're, you're given your family, you choose your family if you, cho- if you choose them. I have my chosen family and my given family, um, but I guess just like loving, loving people and finding ways to help them love themselves and finding ways to help them love me too, so... <sighs> I love love. I love love. And we love you. We love you. Literally. Yeah. I adore you. Oh, guys. This has been fun. I like, um, I love gushing. Hey. Hey. To, to anyone who will hear it. I love yeah. talking. <laughs> and we love talking with you today. Yeah. Yeah. And thank you guys for tuning in <laughs> with us. Absolutely. Amazing. You can follow Katya at Katya Lees and at your art Instagram, which is I love your work with an underscore where there would be a space between every word. Yes. Incredible. I underscore love underscore your underscore work. Hey. And we love your work, Katya. Oh, we love your work. You can check out our shoot together. You're going to love her mm-hmm. work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Small yes. thing I love directed. Uh, you know, something casual, something beautiful. Thank something for the girls for the summertime. For the summertime. And I think it captures Katya's essence beautifully. And we had a great time together. And we had some fun snacks, too. So <laughs> yeah, we got great yeah. snacks. Uh, <laughs> you can follow us at Mi Latinidad on Instagram, on Twitter, our TikTok. TikTok. Um, yeah. Our TikTok. Thank you, yes. Alex. I'm and TikTok this is around the time when we'd be releasing our um, quarterly newsletters. So oh, yes. be on the lookout oh, for that and sign up for that. Wow. Um, and yeah. And this is the end of season one. Oh, wow. yeah. Congrats on a full season. Woo. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Tati, we miss you today. Yes. Um, you are here in spirit. You are here in spirit. Well. And um, we love you all. See you all next season. Thank you, guys. This has been a Mi Latinidad podcast. For video of today's episode, visit our YouTube channel, Mi Latinidad.